Hello, good evening to one and all, and welcome to the 16th episode of the PGC Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Saurabh Kora, and I'm a coursework officer on the UNSW Postgraduate Council. The Postgraduate Council is a student body that represents, supports, and advocates for all the postgraduate students. So if you have got any questions or concerns, please do reach out to us, and especially for students who are joining us in Term 3 this year. This is the orientation week and to introduce you to the postgraduate council, it's very important for you to know what the postgraduate council does so that you can reach out to us. I would like to start the podcast series by acknowledging and paying my respects to the Bidjigal and Gadigal peoples, the traditional custodians of the lands where each of our UNSW campuses are located and also all the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander elders past, present and emerging and also their communities who have shared and practiced their teachings over thousands of years. We recognize the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's ongoing leadership, as well as contributions, including to business, education, and industry. And as you can see on your screen, we have got a very special guest for tonight. His name is Aaron Nan, and he's the CEO of J Australia, which is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to preparing young people for employment and entrepreneurship. J Australia programs are reaching out to over 2,500 young people every year, both online and in person, and they are dedicated to have entrepreneurship education to be available to every single student in Australia. I came to know about Aaron last year through the interchange and the UNSW and what an incredible personality he is and it's an absolute delight for me to invite you today for this episode, Aaron, and also to discuss about this wonderful topic of everything you want is available when you share what you are up to. So let's begin this discussion with what you actually mean by this phrase, Aaron. Fantastic. And so firstly, I just want to say thank you for, for having me and thank you for inviting me along. Uh, and to, to all of the postgraduate students who uh, are listening into this, it's great to be with you um, wherever you are in the world. It's a, it's a kind of an interesting time at the moment. Um, so so thank you, Saurabh, and it's great to be with you and all of the all of the listeners. And and yeah, it's such a such an interesting statement, isn't it? Like anything that you want, like is is there if you just kind of share about what you're after. And and really, it's. Part of this is starts from, okay, like what do we say that we want for ourselves and our lives? And, and when we start to imagine that, it's like, oh, like I might want a really good career. Oh, I might want um, that romantic relationship. I might want those really good grades. And what we can start to notice is that any time that we go for things that we want, um, sometimes there will be that fear, oh, what if I don't get it? What if I don't work? And a lot of the time, what, what shows up there is like, I'm going to go for it, but I'm not going to tell anyone about it. Or I'm going to try really hard, but if I don't let anyone know, no one's going to know if I fail. So, so really, we have this boundless ambition to go out and achieve amazing things. We've got this endless imagination that goes, hey, I'm going to go change the world. I'm going to go make a difference. I'm going to take myself on. I'm going to take the world on. We're going to do great things here. And we've also got this counterforce of what if I stuff it up? Uh, what if I, what if no one likes it? What if people judge me? 
And, and I think we can kind of be, all be really familiar with that experience. Like, what if no one likes it? What if everything just goes badly? What if I just ruin my reputation everywhere? And the thing to start noticing is, okay, where does that sit in there and stop you from just telling people what you want to do? So that's kind of the first little, little piece of it, just like noticing, first of all, when we notice, oh, I'm being suppressed, I'm kind of stopping myself from sharing things. Often it's because one of those reasons, we don't want people to judge us, we're scared of stuffing it up, and we, we just kind of go through life, uh, never really admitting what we want to accomplish for fear of people judging us. So that's kind of the foundation, and I am keen to, to kind of explore it with you, Sarab. so, so let, let's, let's go. Absolutely. One of the main points that you just touched upon is, you know, always that fear of being judged by others. And a lot of students, I know that they're afraid of what their friends might think, what their family might think, what their relatives might think, but they are not ready to listen to their own passions and desires. What is that you want? And what are the opportunities that you are looking for? And can you link your passions and interests with the opportunities available? Um, I'm sure that you have been mentoring a lot of students on that. Would you like to highlight on how the students can actually link their passions to the opportunities available in the market? Because sometimes they are passionate about something and there are opportunities, but they're not able to link it to the, in the right manner. Absolutely. So first, one of the first things to get is that like a lot of students have these passions uh, and, and I've definitely been in this situation before. I'm like, wow, I'm really passionate about all of these different things. And I go off and I research and I read and I get really excited. And if that's where it stops, it's kind of like a, oh, like I now know a bunch of things and, and that's nice. But it's nice without any sense of fulfillment. Uh, and then there's people who actually go out and take action and when connecting those dots, I've got this passion and I don't quite know what to, what to do. Um, if we just let that, I don't know what to do, stop us from taking action, then it's kind of like I might research, I might study, I might kind of find out all of these things, I might ask lots of people, but ultimately nothing is happening to move us forwards uh, to actually fulfilling it. Now, one of the things that we often don't, don't take on is actually sharing what we're out to, even if we don't know what's going on, or especially if we don't know what's going on. Like most of us are very happy to share when we come first place, or we're very happy to share when things are going well, when we win a competition. Uh, and, and that's like, if you consider when we go on social media, so much of what we see is that picture perfect image of what we're happy or we're kind of okay to, to let people see. But consider that it's, it's often never the real picture. And, and even worse, kind of when we see that everywhere, when we see these amazing people out there, these celebrities, these highly successful business people, what we see is the really good stuff. Uh, and occasionally like the, the massive train wrecks, but mainly it's the really good stuff. So it can be tough to compare ourselves to, hey, like I could never be as good at that. Uh, that said, when, when sharing, when actually kind of having your passions become a reality, one of the most powerful things you can start to do is go, hey, this is what I'm out to accomplish. And in the space of that fear, in the space of, I don't know, it's good enough, like actually something which you can say is just acknowledge what's there, which might be, hey, I'm really committed to making a difference to the postgrad community. I have no idea what, what it's going to look like. Don't know if anyone's going to watch, if they're going to listen. And I really care about them. So I'm going to do it anyway and find out. 
Because the moment we can start to admit, oh, maybe I don't have all the answers. Maybe I'm a little bit scared. Maybe like, I, I feel like, hey, I've got to stuff this up. I'm going to say the wrong words. I'm going to make, make some mistakes. I'm going to like, blah, 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 and whatever that looks like. Once you can even just say that, you've now got a sense of freedom. And what's more, people can now start listening to it. Because if we are in a world where everyone's trying to be perfect, trying to put on this image and, and shape this picture, all we're really seeing is that picture. We're never really seeing what's underneath and who's actually there. So in terms of your question of actually how do we connect people's passions, the first thing I would say is just share your passion. Tell people about it uh, and, and start to kind of go out there. Hey, like what, this is what I'm excited about. This is what I really want to take on. Um, that's, that's a wonderful point that you have raised, Aaron. But some of the students might also be confused that we have got a lot of passions and we might want to share it with people. But who are those right people in the market with whom we share? Sometimes mm. you know, as a student, because I'm sharing as, as an international student, when we come to a new country, we are trying to settle in a new country. There is always this kind of skeptic that we don't know whom to talk to, to create a value out of the situation. But sometimes it's, as I always say that, when you go into those social and professional networking events, you actually talk to a lot of people who might not have created a direct value through that interaction, but they are in fact contributing to an indirect value, isn't it? Mm. And that question of who do I speak to can be, can be really big. Uh, I, can, I can speak to my friends because they like me and they know me, they can put up with me. Uh, I could never, I could never ask that person over there. I could never reach out to that person. Um, I've, I've had people, and and as as a, as someone who runs workshops and programs, uh, a lot of the time, especially with like high school students, university students, um, and a lot of students at UNSW, in fact, it's it's really interesting because often I tell them, please reach out, please connect, please ask any questions that you want. Right. So, and you've probably, you've probably been in similar situations in the past where like people have said, Hey, reach out and connect or a speaker at an event says, Hey, feel free to connect and ask any questions. And immediately what's right there is, Oh, I, I, I definitely couldn't, <laughs> I definitely couldn't like my questions. I got to be good enough. Uh, really they're speaking to everyone else. They're speaking to all of the, the local students, or maybe they're speaking to the undergrads and definitely not To, uh, to me. This is what could happen. This is what they could say. Nothing's going to happen. And, or they're just going to say no. And I just start to kind of create this whole world of, look, it's not just going to work out anyway. I, I probably just, Easy if I don't do anything, right? Easy if I don't do anything. And every single time that I've experienced that, and not every single time, by the way, have I actually gone out and done it. <laughs> uh, it might seem that way sometimes, but not every time. But the times when I have, and especially the times where I felt that resistance and I felt, okay, how do I make sure I get this perfect? And I've actually just gone and pushed the button and hit send either with a message or with a post. Uh, it's pretty spectacular. Different things start to happen. Um, so last year I was 
kind of like looking at what can I do during COVID? So I started doing resume reviews. I mean, me and you, we did one um, with ourselves and I had that idea for a good four weeks and I was busy and I was in my head. I'm like, ah, oh, is it going to work? Is it going to stuff up? I was busy getting it perfect. I knew what I needed to do, but there was that resistance. Um, same with a lot of people have with reaching out to other people to connect about their passions or any, just anything at all, like career advice, um, whatever. And the moment I click send, it just kind of went out into the world. The action was taken. And first of all, I was like, okay, cool. I can breathe now. Uh, I don't have to stress about this anymore. And then stuff just started happening. First of all, people were like, hey, this is great. Let's do that resume review. And, and secondly, like random stuff started happening. I had a friend from like eight that I met from like eight years ago, like kept in touch every once in a while. He was like, hey, I'm running a, a resume website. Can I, can I pay you two grand to come in and record some videos for me? And I was like, wow, I never would have even thought to uh, ask to do that. But just by actually sharing it out there, that showed up, did the videos. Uh, those videos are up on, like they're pretty fun videos. You could probably find them online. Um, but all of that was by actually taking that action and actually sharing beyond those thoughts of like, hey, is this, am I going to stuff this up? Is it going to work? Is it good enough? Do people care? Are people going to judge me? Are, going to think, are, going to th are they going to think that I'm up myself? Um, and all of that world. So really what I would say for, for anybody, right? It's not just students, but anybody is the only place that we can really, like the only way that I could have discovered that was by taking that action. Everything else is kind of intellectual. And intellectual will give you lots of knowledge, lots of information, but it's not going to give you any actual experience of satisfaction or fulfillment. And it's not going to really give you much to actually go and take yourself to that next level because some things can only be discovered by doing it. Some things you can't actually understand or some things which if you do understand, it's not actually going to make much of a difference. Like knowing how to have six-pack abs is something that I know how to do. I'm also very clear that I don't have six-pack abs. So that's something which I can only get by actually taking the action. Absolutely. And one of the big things, Aaron, is sometimes people are just not asking questions because they feel that their question is stupid. But actually, they mm. have not even asked a question. And even before that, they have uh, already thought in their mind that, sorry, I should not ask this question. I think this is a stupid question. And that's what I think one, there is a phrase also that no question is a stupid question until and unless you ask it. So uh, you need to create a value out of every question that you ask. And I think you probably you can touch base upon that, that when you, whenever you are trying to ask questions in a professional setting or a personal setting, how can you create a value out of that question without thinking whether it is a question, it, it's a stupid question or not? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a really powerful thing to, to ask, Sarah, because questions have a lot of power. And... The, I, mean, I mean, the answer to, to your question kind of like it's going to come back on itself in a moment. I'll tell you what I mean by that. Like when you can ask really good questions, first of all, how you know it's a really good question is like people actually stop and think, right? They stop and think because, okay, hold on. What if the answer is not immediately obvious? What if I need to figure this out? Now you're starting to engage someone's actual thinking and you're starting to actually have someone involved in the conversation. 
So when people pause, it's actually like sometimes a sign that, okay, cool, you've asked a good question. They're going to have to think about something now. Now, one of the challenges is that anytime someone asks us a question, and especially as students, we, we often feel like somehow out there we're expected uh, to know the answer. Uh, and really, really good questions don't actually have an obvious answer. Like really good questions may, like even if they do have an obvious answer, can actually you can start to kind of go, okay, cool, tell me more about that or explore it more. Why do you say that? Like it's, it's often just a starting point. Now, in the world of entrepreneurship, one of the things that we really look at is that the moment, like all business ideas start with, uh, start with questions. How might we do this? How might we achieve that? How could we support these people? Ultimately, it all comes down to the ultimate question. It's like, what is important for other people? Because when you can start to get clear on what's important for other people, then you can actually put something together uh, that, can, has, that now has the potential to make a difference for them. Right? If you make something or create something or put something out there and you're not clear on that at all, uh, at best, uh, you might land on some success, but you won't be something that's reliable. Now, also in entrepreneurship, the moment you think that you have the question answered, that's where the value of the question dies. Now, answers are great. Answers are, I'm not saying answers are terrible, but the moment you're like, oh, no, I think I've got the answer. Part of what happens there is that we just kind of tell ourselves, and I would tell our brains to stop thinking. And we just assume that nothing else is happening. So when someone's asking a question and getting stuck, so it's coming back to your question, I said it'd come back. And when someone's asking a question and getting stuck, often that's treating the, the, the question which I'm asking as some sort of answer. So like, am I smart? If I'm asking the right question, if I am, it's yes. If I'm not, it's no. But really, what I would encourage people to do instead is actually start getting curious. Like, and ask the questions from a place of curiosity. Because if you're curious and if it's like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if this, I wonder if that. Now there's a space to actually be gotten by whatever the answer is. It's like, oh, wow, that was a really interesting answer. Like, why, why do you think that? Or, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Okay, tell me more about that. When you can start to get curious, firstly, like the pressure gets just taken off you and you actually get to admit, okay, I don't know the, I don't know the answer. Um, and then magic can happen because inside of that, you can start to get any sort of conversation happening. And that's what uh, is a crucial point, Aaron, is to, you know, creating a value out of any kind of conversation that you have. It's easier said than done. But a lot of students are quite confused when you are roaming around in those professional events while mm. studying abroad and you don't know what to interact with the employees at that first instance because you have already you know, miscalculated yourself inside your mind that maybe I'm not made up for this job. Maybe mm. I'm not the right person for this job because we are targeting a job, but we are still not ready inside our mind we are still not ready with something inside us that is stopping us from thinking that we are suitable for this position because probably yeah. we have not devoted ourselves to skill up to that level, right? So what do you think in terms of identifying those loopholes or deficiencies in you and probably having some sort of self-introspection to understand where are you missing your goals and how can you reduce the gap between your goals 
and that position which you are targeting mm i think there's there's two really good ideas here i want to i want to comment on the first bit first which is like when you're going out asking questions and networking um and then if you can come back to that second question about how to identify your your loopholes or things to work on okay um now firstly like i really get what you're saying when when you're out in the space like potentially a networking event whether it's on zoom or whether it's in person sometimes it can be like i don't know whether i've got the the skills i don't know whether i measure up right there's that experience just like before it's like what what if i'm going to stuff it up what's going to go wrong all these different things now i would say that a lot of the time that's coming from a place of i need to be as impressive as possible there's all of these employers there's all of these reps there's all of these other students who are definitely way more impressive than i am uh, potentially and we want to be as impressive as possible and when we do that it, it's often just really first of all it's really tiring uh, it takes a lot of effort uh, and there's no freedom in our ability to just kind of speak and express and get curious because now when we're trying to be impressive what happens is we we're constantly thinking how do i say the right thing how do i say the right thing how do i say the right thing stand the stand the right way uh oh do i lean forwards do i oh okay i need to put my shoulders back i need to kind of do this and now we focus in our heads about all of these different things just so that we can be as impressive as possible right? i point this out in my so i'm also i also do a public speaking coaching program so i i really kind of create this in that program but one of the things i would offer people in the in those situations instead of trying to be as impressive as possible because being as impressive as possible like really just suppresses your ability to just be free in a conversation uh, and you actually see those people who are out there who are uh, charismatic they're social and all that sort of stuff like sometimes like you notice them like and they'll do random stuff but they'll just be like carefree about it in fact if we look at young kids young kids are the experts of this because they'll just be like hello and they'll come up to you and then you they like oh hey what's it going and you just like they're just very engaging very inspiring very charismatic naturally because they don't hold anything back they're not trying to pretend to be anywhere they're not trying to be impressive they're just like i'm the best and then they want to often do their own thing because that's what the kids do what i would offer people is instead of being impressive um in those situations actually stand in okay what could i be impressed about So if I met other people and could start to find okay like hey like I'm really impressed by your your drive or I'm really impressed by your your company or I'm really impressed by what you do tell me more about that or even asking people hey like what do you love about working at this company I'd love to know like cuz I'm really just impressed by how engaged and alive uh, everyone everyone seems and all of my mates who've worked there or wanted to work there everyone wants to work there I want to know why I'm just really impressed by you So now you're in a space of really giving someone else the space to just share what's going on for them. So in that sort of sense, right? Like in those settings, if you ever notice getting stuck in a networking session, really just notice, okay, am I trying to be as impressive as possible? Is it tiring? Is it like stuffy and some we a lot of us get really good at pretending uh, and acting such that we're very impressive, like it's just baked in for some people. So some people are really good at it. Um but the real freedom is actually just being impressed by other people because in that space everything can show up okay so so that's what i wanted to speak about first because you've mentioned that perfect example and and i want you to ask me again 
Uh, you were talking about how do I identify and find the loopholes and the gaps? So tell me, ask me a bit more about that question. So, you know, this is a very common um, thing in a student life, especially, you know, be you are an undergraduate student or a postgraduate student, when you are still trying to identify your goals and career uh, path, and you're not sure of the job that you're applying to is actually the correct one for you or not, because probably you are not sure of what your goals are in the long term. As you said that, as and how you grow, you get molded by the society. Um, as you were talking about the youngsters, you know, the young kids, they will be as natural as possible because probably they are not constrained by the societal norms. But as and how you're right. growing and you have those crucial years of 18, 19, 20, that's the time when you are being judged a lot by the society and you start getting affected. And yeah. instead of getting affected, if we stay the way we are and try to carry forward with the path that we want to eventually go into, we can in fact be a better human being, isn't it? And maybe reach the career goals that we are looking for. Yeah, and I agree, right? Because like you said, in those formative years of our life, it, it almost feels like the world expects so much of us, right? And that expectation, whether it's from friends, whether it's from, and, and it's not, they might not even be telling us things. It might be just that they share about, well, maybe I should do that. Um, or our parents, like, hey, like, hey, why, like standard Asian parents, right? Like, not my parents weren't that bad, but the, like, in fact, my parents are pretty great, but the stereotype for Asian parents is like, hey, okay, piano or violin, which one? Okay, doctor, lawyer, uh, or, or business person or engineer, which one? Um, so you've got all these expectations kind of weighing in on us. And in that sort of space, like, it's easy to kind of see that expectation pulls us towards like this one path. Right. So first of all, I want to say there's actually nothing wrong with that. And some people discover passion inside of those things. Now, in the world of discovering like people struggling to find their passion, well, firstly, a lot of the time we say this word, like I need to find my passion. I can't find my passion. Like where's my passion? Um, and there's advice and tips. Okay, top three ways to find your passion and as, an, as a postgraduate student. Right. The trouble with that is anytime that you're trying to find something, right? Just think about anything that you would find. Really, you're only ever finding something because it's lost. Right. So the moment we start to say, okay, cool, how do I find my passion? We're actually telling ourselves it's lost, it's lost, it's lost. And then we kind of end up in this struggle. It's like, is it this? No, like I'm still trying to find it. So it must be lost. So we are in. people to start is talk about what are some things that you love to research in your spare time what are some things you love to just contemplate and think about what are what are the different things that you what are what are the different types of things that you like to consume like so information documentaries uh, media netflix even um what are the different things that you like love to create Okay, like, so all of these different things, like you can start by actually mapping out your time and go, okay, where do I spend my time? What do I automatically start to do? What do I, 
maybe already enjoy doing, right? So that's a starting point where you can actually discover, okay, hold on, there are these things which I really enjoy doing. Or even when I'm in these situations, wow, I just really enjoy that. What's what's going on there? Because all this time where we spend trying to find our passion, where we're often kind of up in our heads trying to imagine and analyze and figure out all this sort of stuff. But what we're not doing is we're not actually getting present to what's going on right now, right here. Because when we can start to kind of go, okay, cool, this is where I'm at got the marks which I've got, I've got the subjects that I've got, I've got the friends and family and people around me that I've got. Okay, the moment I can get present to, okay, cool, great, this is it. And, and this is everything I've got, and there's actually nothing to resist, it's all perfect. Now, now I can actually go, okay, cool, like, what do I want to create? Like an experiment, like getting curious. Okay, like, what if I got passionate about this random thing for today. Okay, let's go create something. So when you can start to pull it back down to nothing and kind of identify and just notice all of the expectations and, and just kind of get, okay, cool. These are the expectations that I have on me. All right. And not resist it. Now I've got the, like, okay, cool. Like, what if I try something else out now? Because the moment we're not resisting anything, we've now got the freedom to just kind of be here and see what I discover. And then the next step is going, okay, I've identified a few things. Let's try it out. Let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. So like, which is why, like, I really acknowledge you, by the way, because you were like, hey, let's do this podcast. Uh, and at the start, I imagine you would have been like lots of good ideas, but not really knowing what the podcast was going to look like. And now that you've actually done it, you've now had the chance to have conversations with so many different people, uh, really developing your public speaking. Uh, really making a difference to people, probably way more than you initially thought was possible, Sarah. I'm guessing. Is that accurate? Absolutely. You know, whenever you are trying something new, you have some assumptions, but then you are not sure about certain things because you assume on the basis of your theoretical knowledge, on the basis of what you have seen others doing, but when you start doing on your own, I think there are a lot of experiences which you go through, which actually help you to justify some of your assumptions, but some of your assumptions are completely wrong. Let me just tell you that. Uh, so, you know, you have to rework on your assumptions and sometimes you have to make sure that you are satisfied that we are still happy with the fact that our assumptions went wrong because it takes some time to digest that. I was assuming that I will get this, this result. And I've not got that, but still you have to satisfy yourself and move forward and continue to, you know, introspect. Probably we can take a question from the one um, person who joined. Okay. I don't see anybody joining uh, on Zoom. Uh, so another question, Aaron, you know, I would like to ask you was related to the comfort zone. We know about how difficult it is for students to come out of their comfort zone. Mm. They are always wanting to be in a situation which is comfortable to them or through which they can easily get their paths solved or get their problems solved. But they are not ready to enter into discussions which might be taking them to a difficult path because they think that this path is not meant for me without even trying, without even experimenting whether it is the right or wrong path for them, isn't it? Yeah. And. Well, what, well, first first of all, like, yeah, I do see that a lot. And, and what's the, just want to be clear, what's the question? 
the question is that how can the students be more comfortable in coming out of their comfort zone so that it's not only the easier path that they take but they're also ready to take those difficult paths which might eventually become the turning point of their life mm yeah perfect i i think a, a really powerful first step is to actually for and this is for anybody not just students right but especially students for you start to notice okay what is my comfort zone because until we actually start to look for ourselves in our own life it can just be a really conceptual thing and in fact like for for me i used to do all sorts of things which other people would say like wow that's really exciting or that's really tough like uh, i do a lot of volunteering with emergency services and i've uh, spent some time in the air force and people think that's pretty crazy and for me i was like wow okay that must be outside my comfort zone but what i actually got for myself is those things for me weren't particularly out there right not like i'm bragging like i don't want like it's not like i'm bragging but like for me that was just and in fact i've just done lots of things like that so in fact for me actually that was in my comfort zone uh in in a way that actually putting out my own my business idea or putting out starting up that first uh, public speaking coaching program that was something which was very much outside of my comfort zone and i how i experienced it was like i'm not ready yet i'm not ready yet i just need to get better you know what next weekend I'll, i'll go through and plan everything out i'm just going to plan everything out i'm going to get it perfect I'm going to make sure it's all there okay no how about next weekend okay cool everything's busy like i literally did that for like two and a half years before i launched my public speaking coaching program all right so for for everyone you really want to start to notice okay what is my comfort zone actually because those things that you do that other people might think are really out there might or might not be your comfort zone like that's probably that's probably your comfort zone because you're doing it already now where you can start to look to explore okay what is my comfort zone is you can start to look at what are all of those things that if someone were to ask me to do my answer straight away is like ha ah, no just like straight out no i would never do that it's too hard it's too difficult i couldn't possibly do that uh i couldn't possibly do that because i'm not like that person or i don't have the skills or sometimes it sounds like something completely different sometimes like it sounds like oh like you know that wouldn't even really make sense for me to do it like sarab is running the podcast sarab should should speak or we come up with all these things so what i would say is if we have a look at the things in our life that we automatically find reasons to not do someone else is better and, and like it might not even be that like confronting it can just kind of sneak in there oh no like i i wouldn't do that that silly or like who would who would want to do that right when we can start to notice all of these little reasons that pop up that stop us from taking action that's when we want to start noticing okay hold on maybe that is the edge of my comfort zone because we don't walk around in the world with this bubble called a comfort zone that we can kind of just like step beyond when we want like really how it occurs for us is like oh yeah of course i would do that and like why would i do that like it's kind of like we already automatically have that as a reaction for us 
I jump off, jump out of a plane, even if I've got a parachute on. For a lot of people, it's like, ah, no, why would I do that? That's silly. Um, but when we can start to identify those moments, now we can start to go, okay, hold on. What if I did it anyway? What if I tried it out? Even if it might seem stupid, even if someone else is better, especially if I feel uncomfortable, now you're starting to ask questions that are going to get you closer. Because when you can start to ask one of those questions, now you're going to have to confront what's actually going to stop you from doing it. Um, so, so firstly, for students, I'll pause there and see if you've got any follow-up questions. But first there, you want to actually identify what is your comfort zone? What is it really? And what does it look like? What are all those constraints which are there? Because until you get clear on those constraints, anything that you do is probably still going to be within your comfort zone. Not like it's bad or wrong or it's not going to be beneficial because most of life we get, go through life just kind of doing what we're comfortable in and we kind of stretch ourselves by accident. Um, so yeah, I'll pause there. Like, does that give you a sense of it? Like first step, identify your comfort zone. Absolutely. I think that must have given a great perspective to the student community as well, Aaron, because identifying and uh, your comfort zone, in fact, the defining your comfort zone itself is quite a difficult task because sometimes people are not able to even identify what their comfort zone is. We might define comfort zone in different ways. I might say that Probably my comfort zone is that I cannot handle too many tasks at one time. I want to deliver on two tasks on a day, but I want to deliver quality work. So I've already said mm. that thing in my mind that I can only do, do two tasks a day and I'm not ready to try doing the third task. Probably if I do the third task, that might turn the things around. That might give mm. me an opportunity. Or probably if I start tapping onto more LinkedIn connections on a day-to-day -day basis, sending them a LinkedIn note stating that, hi, I found you on LinkedIn and I found you uh, doing a very great project. Can we connect uh, or collaborate on some of the projects? I love the, uh, you know, even I'm doing something related to that. So I'm just giving you an example, um, you know, of- a well, That's perfect. I'd love, to, I'd love to pick that apart a little bit, right? Not pick it as in build on it, right? Because if you think about it, Having a look at Saurabh right now um, in this moment, if you look a year ago, how much more are you willing to take on and do you actually in fact take on now compared to a year ago? Would you say is it like, like a lot, not much? Are you doing about the same? Where would you say you're at? I think um, absolutely. As in how you move forward, you tend to grow yourself. And you tend to yeah, but just compare yourself with this time last year. So October, so, so September last year. Like, how far do you think you've come? I think there is a tremendous growth, definitely, because hmm. of the fact that, you know, you have gone through different kinds of experiences. Uh, being in the student uh, representative position, you tend to learn a hmm. lot of things. You tend to interact with a lot of new people. Um, and over a period of time, you also try to understand what's good for you, what's not good for you. Hmm should prioritize your time and you start defining your priorities in a more systematic way because you need to understand that what are your short-term goals and what are your long-term goals that's what i really focus on yeah and and now have a look at sarab today compared to sarab 10 years ago right it might be a bit of a stretch but how much more productive are you now compared to what you even thought was possible 10 years ago so that was a completely 
you know, 180 degrees whole shift because I can't even yeah. judge myself 10 years ago and 10 years from now. And similarly, I think it might be the same case if I look 10 years from now in the future. Mm. It might be a completely That's different. That's perfect what you said, right? Because, and why I ask that is because your example, which you gave just then is so perfect, right? It's like, well, I've got these two tasks. Look, I've been asked, I've been asked to take on a third. Look, I need to do quality work, right? Like a lot of us say that, right? I need to do quality work. I couldn't possibly take on anymore. And we miss the fact that even doing those two tasks, even doing a percentage of what we do today would have, for us, X amount of time ago, felt like, wow, I could never have achieved that much ever. Now, when we reflect back on it, it's easy to see the contrast. But right now in this moment, what we're left is with like, oh, I couldn't possibly do it. But recognizing that we've already actually discovered so much, we've already come so far. Now we can start to go, okay, hold on. I've, I've done things which I thought were impossible in the past. I've actually already done things which I thought were impossible. Now, what if this actually isn't impossible? What if it's only impossible within my current frame of reference, which is like, okay, I've only got so much time. What if I could expand that? What if I could explore that? Okay, I've got these two tasks which I'm already committed to. What if I, what would it take to take on the third task? Maybe I need to get some other people to, to do some of my work for me, delegate. Maybe I need to, to actually just kind of get a lot more effective or efficient. Or maybe, like, what if there's this whole other way of thinking and seeing the world and seeing these actions, which mean that even these two tasks, which are kind of like filling me up to write the schedule, what if I could actually just smash those out without any struggle at all? At all? What would that be like? Now you can like actually go, okay, hold on. Like, now I can actually get somewhere, which is impossible to get to if you're just like, no, I need to maintain my standards. Because that's just another one of those excuses. It's not a bad excuse. In fact, it's a very good excuse. Most people would be like, okay, I got it. But you rob yourself of that opportunity. So it's really good what you were saying in actually discovering and noticing, okay, what would it actually take? A lot of us come up with all the reasons why we couldn't do something, but we don't ask ourselves, okay, what would it actually take? How could I actually figure it out? What could I make happen? And a really powerful question, who would I need to be being in order to be able to achieve that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we have got Willy, Wilchen joining us. Probably Wilchen, if you want to turn on your video and have a conversation with us, it will be great. Or you can just turn on your mic and ask a question. Hey, hello, you guys. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, I just um, came back from outside and noticed there uh, this is the event. I, I probably have missed uh, most of it, right? <laughs> no, that's okay. And it's open for questions and answers about anything you might be dealing with. So what's on your mind? Mm -hmm. Well, currently like get stuck in, uh, in, in Hong Kong, trying to uh, wait for the um, like travel restriction of the... Uh, AU government so that I can go to uh, go to um, go to Australia for my study. Uh, mm. For your reference, uh, I'm going to study for the um, uh, master degree in uh, UNSW. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Yeah, and also quite worried about the whole like COVID stuff and um yeah. Oh, I got it. And and thanks for thanks for being here and thanks for for participating in the conversation. And if you had any questions at all about um like studies about dealing with things, like just what do you want to ask? Actually, I'll let Sarah kind of guide the Q and A. I just kind of went into semi-host <laughs> mode, even though I'm not the host. So Sarah, go for it. What do you want Will to ask questions about? Anything and everything uh, that's in your mind, Will. Just go for it. Anything, right? <laughs> anything. Um, anything. Yeah. Like- I, I, mean, I think I, I, I. Well, this will be the first time I. I go to Australia. This, this will be my first time there. So I'm still a little bit worried about the, um, you know, the lifestyle there, the whole culture mm. things there. And, uh, and also I'm kind of a, a mature student. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been working for a number of years and then I, I or kind of like decided to go back to school for one or two years. So mm. not sure whether like, like this kind of cases, have you guys came across like this kind of cases? Absolutely. Um, I, even when I was doing my undergrad, I didn't jump straight into my undergrad out of school. I did a diploma of business first. Uh, then I did my first year uni. Uh, then I went and joined the Air Force for a year, the Australian Air Force for a year. And then I came back and did second year university. So by then, and it's not the same gap that you're talking about, Will, but by then, uh, none of the people that I had started university with were the same age as the people that I was in second year with. And none of those people were the same age as the people who I finished high school with. So I was kind of across all these different cross sections. Wow. And what I would, yeah. So, so I, I get the world of like, okay, where do I fit in? Maybe I, I totally get it. And what I might offer you, Will, is... Inside of all of that, when you're in a place, like really take on just throwing yourself into the experience. And and by the way, if that's something which is weighing on your mind, then you should absolutely feel free to ask people about that, right? And that might sound a little bit weird. Like if I went up to someone, it's like, hey, I'm a I'm a mature age student. I've been working a lot. Is that is that weird? Is that strange? And, and here's the thing, right? Because I've done this enough times and I've seen enough people do this enough times. Well, if that's on your mind, it's going to keep on being on your mind and keep on like suppressing everything. But the moment you actually find out, because consider, oh, actually, Will, can you consider that all of those things are concerns that you've got? They're probably quite reasonable. Uh, and like it makes sense in your head to have those concerns, doesn't it? Yeah. So Yeah, it really does. I have a plan, you know, it's kind of like plans, like, once and whenever I got there, you know, I would just like pop up to like just tell everyone, you know, who like new friends, and I would just tell them, you know, this is my plan. Say, I, I'm not going to hide anything. I won't be shy. I'll yep. just tell them, say, okay, I I'm a mature student. I've been working for you know quite a number of years. Um, yeah, anything you know, kind of like share with them. You know, I have like work experience, but. You guys are maybe younger, and then you guys have like those trendy stuff, the hot topics, and we can kind of like exchange of our you know knowledge and experience, and you know try yeah. my best to fit in the society and you know fit into the whole you know community. Uh, this mm. is my plan. Um, 
yeah hope, well first hope of all able to, to, to you know achieve that <laughs> no that's great and, and look like first of all there's a really refreshing level of courage to what you're saying right because <laughs> i know for a lot of people who are probably listening into this that sounds like something which is scary to do and maybe it does for you i don't know but i can't tell but inside of actually going out being open, being courageous, and just starting those conversations, actually, you get to find out whether any of that stuff which you thought about or worried about or got concerned about, you get to find out, is that actually true, right? Because people will tell you, oh, that's weird. And like, by the way, I've never actually had anyone say, like heard of anyone actually saying that. If someone said, hey, I'm from overseas, or I am from Hong Kong, UNSW is lots of people from Hong Kong. Um, but in doing that, you step past those thoughts in your head about, oh, what if this, what if that, which are a student, not from Australia, different culture, do I know the hot topics? You actually go, hey, this is who I am. I'm here. Is it weird? I don't know. You tell me. And then they can tell you. But if they, even if they tell you, now there's probably the space to actually have a conversation. Now, what I would, what I would suggest on top of everything which you're sharing, Will, is Start by asking, hey, tell me about yourself. So with everyone that you go up to speak to, just tell me about yourself. Ah, oh, like, what are you interested in? Tell me about, like, where you grew up. Did you come from Australia? And just get curious about people because, Will, when you get curious about people, people start to get curious about you. And now you've got the space to really share what you're up to and have it be listened to and have it be received and have it be welcomed. Mm. So... Yeah, does that does that give you a place to stand when you yeah, when you arrive yeah. here in Sydney? Yeah, yeah, kind of like encourage me. <laughs> yeah, good, good. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah and we've got. Like, I, I'm yeah. not sure whether like people may think that or it is weird, but well, one thing you just mentioned is true: is that you won't know whether it is true or not until yeah. you really ask for it. You know, until you really ask the question, say, okay, I, I'm like, I'm who I am. Am I weird? Or you know, anything you got, you want to share with me? Do you want to be friends with me? If not, it's okay. No, no, yeah. no bad feeling. But yeah, I just want to share with you. And just you no, know, kind of like be be open minded to myself. Like try to um, you know, be curious. Yeah, I use your word. Yeah, be curious. Absolutely. And most most people want to be friends with the the type of person who's willing to to get up and do that anyway. Because right? like, yeah. damn, I want to be cool like yeah. that person. Cool, cool. Good on you, Will. And it's yeah, thanks. Difficult, Will. Sometimes when you are in a new country, as I was just talking to, that when I also came from India, and in fact, um, you know, we are broadcasting this podcast on 10th of September, and 10th of September 2019 is where when I landed in Sydney two years back. Wow. So I've just completed two years here, and if I take a look at that time, you know, it was a completely different way of looking into the people because the environment is new, the people are new. The culture is new for you. So the best thing you can do is, first of all, just remove all kinds of filters. That's the first thing like I did personally that I removed all kinds of filters from my mind that, okay, I'm coming from India, so I should attend Indian events or I should attend this events or I should attend that kind of events. Just feel free to open up and go to all possible you know, events initially because you, know, you are trying to develop a network in a city where you don't know anyone. So when you are doing it from scratch, it's very important for you to just go in 
talk to different people maybe you might not get any value out of that conversation but slowly and steadily you keep on building up a network which might eventually give you a value after one years or two years um and that's what i have seen in my case um i never thought that a person might give you a value but still we keep on talking to each other we keep on developing a relationship through quality conversations uh by creating some sort of value for each other and that's how you know you, when you will arrive in sydney you will you will you know learn through your own experience maybe my experience is different your experience will be different aaron's experience will be different that's why we say that every journey is a different journey and every life journey is a different one so you are living your own one and if you do it in your own way and if you can connect what aaron just spoke about like for the last 50 minutes of connecting your passions to what you want to be then you will be going to be getting you those opportunities getting into your hand in the next two or three years in sydney well um i think as i'm looking on to my clock it says me that it's yeah. wrap up for today but i would like to ask a question from shofia isher one last question for today because shofia has just joined us Five minutes back on Zoom. So, Shofia, one last question for you. Um, any question that you want to ask to Aaron or me, or you know, have a conversation on any topic? Uh, well, hello. hello. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just uh, joining this Zoom. Um, That's okay. Uh, well i'm a remote student i'm just started my uh phd program in term 2 uh but i i feel like it's difficult to make friends when mm. you are not in sydney <laughs> and um yeah maybe i'm just uh i kind of uh, want to join some events just to feel connected and maybe i'm i want to ask you how uh to make friends in my position right now because uh i don't know how to start i i i took a course last term and uh meet uh several people but i don't think that they uh want to continue the friendship uh after the course is over so that's kind of challenging but uh joining mm. events like this yeah helps me a little bit to feel connected yeah that's all <laughs> i don't think it's Absolutely. a question but just no. uh sharing my opinion and my experience thank you yeah well thank thank you for sharing that and and look it's it's really perfect that you shared that because so many students out there um really are dealing with like how do i connect with people like it's not like i can just walk up to someone and start a conversation Um, or yeah. it's not like I'm forced to sit next to someone in a seat in a in a room or a study or whatever, um, and I can like okay cool I'm sitting next to you at least I'll have a chat right it's not like we can we have those opportunities right now, and 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 like in the last two weeks I've been leading some conversation workshops like we've called them Feast of Strangers where literally people come along uh, and I give them a, a couple of questions they go into a breakout room with six seven other people they just chat. Like they come back out and give them more questions they go in and chat and what people have started to discover is like wow people do want to connect people have been craving connection people have discovered just how easy it could be okay so inside of that 
here are a couple of things which I could suggest to, to just try out. Um, so firstly, like, and this is from an earlier topic in the, in, the po- in the podcast, we were talking about actually getting curious about uh, other people. In fact, it, it came up when Will said, so I would, I would potentially start, Shafia, by getting curious as to, okay, who are these people in my, in my classes, uh, in, my, in my faculty? Uh, who are these people who are just kind of like out to achieve the same things? And just start by asking like those kinds of questions. And what I would say is like, where possible, start to have it as an actual conversation, whether it's over the phone or whether it's over like um, WhatsApp voice call. I mean, best would be video even like, just like, Hey, like I'd be keen to get you. And you can start like, Hey, I'm keen to just connect with other people. Um, Would any of you like to just kind of get on a thing, like get on a thing and just have coffee someday and just kind of chat about what we're all up to. I'd love to get to know you more. And inside of that, just start getting curious about other people. And look, like you're right, they might, they might not be keen on doing it afterwards. But my guess is if you start to get curious as to who they are, they'll start to respond to that. Because most people are just kind of really love talking about themselves at the end of the day. If you give them that opportunity, now you've got the space uh, to actually start to connect. And here's one last thing about that. When you're actually just sharing with them what's going on for you, Share like you just did, right? Because what you just said was really like powerful and authentic, right? Because you were like, hey, like I, I want to make friends and I don't know how to do it or I don't know what's going on, right? So it's it's not like you're pretending to have it perfect. It's not like you pretend to have it figured out. It's like, hey, like this is what's there, right? And so many students, by the way, are figuring out, trying to figure out the same thing. Okay. So when you can kind of just be like open and authentic like that, like people really respond to that. Well, yeah. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> Good I mean, for you. Like, yeah, yeah. Hope that answered your question, Shobhi. Um, but also, uh, just to inform you that in the postgraduate council, also we keep on organizing a lot of social events for you in, in a virtual environment as well. So you do keep on do keep a check on our page, and that is a great way to connect with your fellow postgrads who are studying in the same university. So you can come and join us on Zoom. And we're here also, we will form some breakout rooms and you can have some social interactions and then probably stay connected to them after the event as well on Facebook or LinkedIn and keep on chatting with them on a regular basis. Maybe out of 20 people that you meet, you might regularly interact with five of them. And out of five of them, maybe one might become your close friend. That's fine. And in such way, you keep on attending more and more events, you might get more quality connections. And I think that's what Aaron was trying to point out. But uh, well, with this, I would like to come to today's podcast. And I would like to personally thank Aaron for spending so much of time today, because I know your routine is so busy. Uh, it's sometimes even, you know, catch, difficult to catch hold of you. And you're not even uh, sometimes responding to the messages. And not to blame you, but to just tell you how busy you are. And at this point of time, spending an hour with us, it's, I'm, re- I'm really feeling privileged for that. Thank you so much, Aaron. You're welcome, Saab. And, and really congratulations on what you're doing in here, uh, really kind of creating this resource as to, to support your uh, student community. So it's really well done. And, and thank you for having me. It's been a, a genuine pleasure to be here and be with all of your audience. Thank you. Thank you.